Oh, this isn't good. I mean, for the heck of it, sure. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us again under the library. My name's Arthur, and I don't have my notes open, so I'm just going to do this live. Uh, this is our fifth episode of the Blood on the Rocks module, our journey in the town of Bloodstone. Uh, tonight we have, we're one short on our investigator list. Uh, Rick has lost power, so he will not be joining us. If his power comes back, he'll pop back on, and we will roll with it. The rest of our group is... The usual cast, Chris as Bo, Emily as Florence, Wayne is Quentin, and Scott is Yocker. As always, our keeper is Michael. Michael, the show is all yours. Take it away. Hey, thanks for joining us. I am your keeper, Michael. And tonight, just a reminder that Call of Cthulhu is a horror tabletop role-playing game. And as such, has themes that can be unsettling, violent, or for mature audiences. We hope you'll stick with us, but just uh, know that sometimes these mature themes are played by some immature people. Emily, not one of them, but she's going to She's going to lead us into the recap of last week. Okay. So last week we began with Harold, Yocker, and Florence heading to talk to Tanata Colfox, hoping that she might be able to give us information of Lomava. Phil was going to come with us, but he stank and we sent him away to clean himself. <laughs> so we arrive at Tanata's. Uh, we meet a woman with dark braided hair pulled back goggles on her head wearing a heavy leather apron short sleeves show off her tattoos of inventions and schematics and immediately harold had a bit of a crush we learned from tanada that she has a history with gerald uh gerald morinson who's the main inventor in the town and he began to shut her out as time passed, he assigned her to other projects while he became obsessed with studying Lamava in secret. He kept a journal, but she couldn't see it. And she does know that he tried a few different things. He tried using it as a fuel. He tried feeding it to some animals and he even wanted to use it in Tonada's tattoo gun, one of her inventions, but she would not let him. Um, she did offer, because she has some of the Lamava in her possession, to do experiments for us. But um, it seems like it could be dangerous, and we weren't quite ready to take the leap and commit a person to messing around with it until we know what's going on. So we have not yet taken her up on that. At this point, um, we head back to Body Bills. We meet a now clean Philip who finally had the opportunity to tell us about his experience in the brothel with Pete the Poet. And uh, he refuses to go into body bills because he's still dealing with his encounter. Uh, he opts to stay outside, check on the horses, suggests the safe word pancake time. And I guess we finally agreed on pineapple. We also ran into Bo and Quentin. They shared their stories from the mining camp. We all 
shared information and head into Body Bills, which is a raucous scene, and we find a very intoxicated Alfred Rose. We also wanted to talk to Alfred to see what he could tell us about Lamava. Uh, let's see, Yocker took the lead because they have a friendship, a relationship, they're good friends, but Alfred was uncommunicative and very grumpy and Yocker's attempt to lay on some Jewish guilt did not succeed. Finally, Alfred shared that he never actually touched the Lamava, though he does deliver it, load the containers, take about four to five barrels a day to the train. He does look pretty healthy, though drunk. Um, and at the same time, Marissa, bartender, approaches Quentin and warns us we shouldn't be here. We then decide perhaps we should leave and meet at Potter's place to brainstorm. However, on the way out, drunk Alfred insults Yocker's height and Yocker punches him in the face. They exchange blows. Yocker. Quentin restrains Alfred. Florence drags Yocker out by the ear and scolds him. Marissa looks nervous. Wanda is pacing. We get away, looking for Philip by the barn. Yocker steps in shit. And that's where we ended. Who has their dice? Oh, nice. I remembered mine at the last possible second. Yocker, do you have your dice? Uh, my dice are digital, so I always have my dice. Mm. Cheater. Nice. Oh, that's not cheating. That's practicality. I also realized that this is coming to the close of the first day in Bloodstone for Bo and Quentin. Mm, this will, this right. will be your first night in the town of Bloodstone. You're right. And also, since Philip is off doing something while the rest of you are going on, I just think this is a wonderful opportunity to further defile his character. Well, he, he said he was going off to do something with the ponies, right? I believe you're right, Bo. I believe you're right. Wow. All right. So while Philip's off with the ponies, what are y'all going to do? Playing the ponies. Hmm. Well, I was, I mean, I was planning on, I'll, I'll talk this over with Quentin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was planning on staying uh, at the uh, the lighthouse, uh, but uh, after what happened with you and me in the mine, I'm kind of, I feel like I have to lay low somewhere, in case uh, those my you know those uh, mining thugs come looking for us for you know, the missing jewelry and, and whatnot. I was gonna say I have this I have the same idea, and I was wondering, uh, is Florence there in our conversation? Uh, yeah, we're I believe I am. All right. I, was I thought we were supposed here, to go to Florence's to look at the books. Uh, yeah, Florence, do you have room on your you know, floor? I got my bedroll for sleeping outside. I, I tell you about yeah what you just heard. I'm a little hesitant to be uh, to be found uh, while I'm while I'm sleeping. I mean, it's not horribly comfortable, but you're welcome to the floor well, of my shop. I live right upstairs. Uh, the yeah, shop's uh, empty at night. Yeah, like I say, I'm used to bedding down uh, outside on the, the rocks and such, so it'll be a, a delight compared to that. And, uh, same goes for me. I, I might uh, dress uh, fairly well, but I don't have to sleep well. Um, anything on the floor works just fine. You're more than welcome. Fantastic. 
So that's the concept is uh, to get to the bookstore. Recording in progress. What? Yep. <laughs> that's one thing Ooh, I forgot. <laughs> oh, that's right. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, the I Zoom think test. We're, we're headed to a Let's start over. Right? No, no, no. That, that recording's already done. <laughs> we're good with that. Welcome to Blood on the Rocks. I'm your keeper, Scott Stamper. <laughs> you need to do it in radio voice. Make a sanity roll, Scott Stamper. <laughs> I don't think so. A little bit. Yeah, well, I think we should definitely head to my shop. I got a shipment of books in recently, and I haven't even looked through it all yet. So I really not sure what's in there, but I do have a couple of things on the shelf that I'd like to take a look at that I just wonder if they might inform us about this Lomava situation. Well, uh, many eyes make short reading. Okay, Doctor's well, working on his reading. He's you, pretty you good folks, at the books. You folks all have a good night there. I'm going to head head over to, to my house, and uh, I, I got some, some Lomava over there that I'm going to do some tests on, um, and then I'm going to uh, get a night's rest. Oh, Harold, I did not know you had Lomava in your possession. Oh yeah, I, Where did I you didn't. Get it? You know, I didn't know either. But then, oh. um, a, a, a couple weeks ago, um, I, I rolled some dice, and and there they were. I don't know how that happened. Apparently, that they had been there the miraculous. whole time, and I just didn't. I didn't realize it. I guess. I believe that when you fixed the seat for. Oh yeah, that was it. Yep. Yeah, okay. yeah, uh, that that was it. So apparently, um, doing good deeds can lead to to mysterious things. Well, do be careful. We are all feeling a little nervous about this substance. Oh yeah, it's it's a little hinky. I'll, I'll definitely do my due diligence. Will you wear protection? Oh, I'll I'll, I'll wear some sort of um, digital uh, contraception. <laughs> a prophylactic if you will well harold you and lloyd have a good night now all right good night y'all since we're betting down in the game i'm gonna bed down for real oh boy <laughs> yucker are you heading home or would you like to well poke i thought around we were gonna look shop? at your books first i but yeah yeah so mm -hmm. the Seraphim Falls is not far from your shop. Like it's just in town. So yeah. if we're going to go look at your books, we can do that. And then I'll just head home and sleep. Can Let's Yaka look at my books. Read? Yaka knows his letters. We would have to, to be in business, right? Yeah. I mean, is he in business or is his uncle in business? <laughs> oh, I keep forgetting that. Yeah. Uncle's in business, but he's been teaching me my letters. I'm not too good at him yet, but I can make out lots of words. Okay. What's the intelligence of your character? Oh, it's actually really good. 90. Oh, but, oh my God. Holy shit. You're super smart, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Yeah. You're a savant. Huh. But Michael, Michael, technically, Michael was supposed to review my character with me because I think I screwed up a lot of stuff. Mm. <laughs> so... It's really Michael's fault, but like it's all half it's of all them are in the wrong. half of them are in the nineties. No, that's the only one in the nineties. No, my power is thirty-five. Yeah, as long as there's a range of them, right? Yeah, you're, no, you're, there's a there's a good range. Oh yeah. yeah, you're really smart with no mental fortitude. 
Like my strength is an 80, my size is a 40. What's uh, everyone else's intelligence, just out of curiosity? Mine is 60. Actually, pretty good. Mine 80. is 90. Yeah. Whoa. Harold's is 92 because I figured that was Whoa. his. Jeez, Louise. That What's was his yours, main thing. 80. Wow, I'm the dummy of the group. Not a dummy, but I have like average, slightly above average intelligence. Uh, that's Please, good. Though, I know how to because... read and write, and that's all I, well, I need to know. We do you have gotta... Philip. I only can only imagine what his intelligence is. I learned all my <laughs> all the lessons, important lessons I learned out in the wilderness. Yeah, we we need our characters to be really smart because we're really stupid, and <laughs> if they weren't smart, we'd be in big trouble. <laughs> that's why I never play smart characters, because I never feel like I can live up to that level of intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'm serious. Your character would figure this out. You're too much of a dumbass. Yeah. Your character would know it. That's the yeah. famous, if your character doesn't know it, you don't right. know it. Uh, that's what stats are for. So you can say, hey, I make an insight check. Ah, uh, <laughs> I get it. And, you know, GM like, tells you what you can't figure out yourself. Technically, I don't, I don't know how to throw fireballs, but my character does. My character knows how to write a memoir. Uh, Yaker and I have lately have been playing uh, just stone cold dummies. <laughs> and that's hard. It's really hard to play because I like to figure things out as a player that my character would have no ability to figure out whatsoever. Yeah, I'm always trying to keep Beagle from doing too much. But wisdom, right? Like there's there's obviously a big difference between wisdom and intelligence. So yeah. you can do a lot. There's a lot of latitude of what you could do with wisdom that you is don't there, necessarily need intelligence. Yeah, who's, is there a chicken in somebody's <laughs> background? Somebody's what? phone is just ringing that, and ringing that's and ringing. My, that's my telephone ringtone. Oh. <laughs> that's so good. Like, I was going to ask. I just didn't want to interrupt. Too far. It's on the other side of the room. I wasn't Someone, someone's in the co uh, cockfighting. <laughs> that's for chicken. I've won money from it. Let's roll to feed the chickens. Okay, so y'all are headed to Florence's. Is that right? To Potter's That's Place? right. Absolutely. Potter's Place. It's not just books, you know. Except for you, Harold. Harold, you're going back to your place to experiment, right? Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Yep, a little experimenting and then a little sleeping. The party. All right, so you've got these nice... All of you have these nice kerosene lanterns to work and read by as you do your investigating is that what we're envisioning i mean in my shop it's not just a bookshop remember it's oddities and yeah i mean there are gonna be some lanterns sure no, I'm, just, I'm just imagining this nice oh, glow. Okay. unless oh, okay. uh, unless harold has invented something with some silver coating and a series of kerosene lanterns that illuminates the whole place I don't know. Has Harold invented something? So well, here we go. Something, something in the Stone Tolan House from the 1700s is uh, they have these candle holders, and behind the candle holder is a curved mm -hmm. disco ball. And I was mm -hmm. amazed at how much light yeah. that reflects into a room. It's like a crazy amount. Oh, that's great. So let's say let's say you have a couple couple of those. There were light bulbs by then. Is there electricity what? in our town? Yeah. I yeah. can't imagine that electricity would have made its way 
Probably not. No, oh, are there not a, a were there Dakota. not light bulbs by? I, I, I think there think were. So. Yeah, maybe maybe on the east coast, but. Uh, okay, I, I don't I don't know geographically. I'm okay. Yeah, this is the I'm wild, untamed west. Okay. This is when you walk into bodies, there's still a chandelier full of candles. Okay, cool. Is there indoor plumbing? Well, Miss Fancy Pants here. <laughs> I mean, Florence is from Springfield, Massachusetts. Oh, okay, I, I do not think there's indoor plumbing. No, because we were talking about how they have a cistern. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right, so yeah. Yeah, so um, only in 1925 did half of all homes in the U.S. have electric power. Okay. Yeah, it was, uh, in, that's what I'm seeing. It was in England, 1879, 1880, long before Edison. Um, it was British inventors were demonstrating the electric light. Yeah, okay. That is very and different I, than I having it in say, uh... South Dakota. Well, you are a shop <laughs> Fair of enough. You might be able to argue that you've been off, off to England and you're demonstrating this odd amazing magical thing that yeah lights. except oh, there's no electricity in town well, you put well, two wires a into a potato and there you go yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i might have one it just doesn't light you need a gerbil on a wheel we heard in yeah. the background or a chicken that's on a, a well they had bicycles so you could bicycle power it or you know, if you if you took a, a string from the ceiling and um, had your generator at the end of that string, and tied a can of beans to it and <laughs> had it swing around in a circle, that would power it up pretty good for a while. Oh, that would keep some momentum going. What would we do without Harold? <laughs> bean power. Bean power. <laughs> the power of the beans. Uh, I believe. Uh, so it, it was going to say the. The night, the, the my accent, southern. <laughs> the night has come. Uh, I believe we're uh, off to uh, off to settle down for the evening. But uh, this stone, Miss Potter, I I want to take a look at your some of your books this evening and see. I've done the southern accent again and see and see what this stone. Quentin, is. your accent's not nearly as posh as it used to be. Uh, uh, I have digressed <laughs> into a whole different uh, being. <laughs> Your Louisiana myself up. into Quentin once again. Ah, there no, you go. No, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Quentin, I heard you talk natural before. I I think we all know by now that that's a little put on for effect. Of course, I I'm an actor from Boston to Washington. Well, that's Everything what I mean. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to fancy up your your verbalization just for us. <laughs> Well, all right. I guess I'll be talking like a normal. Hey, <laughs> you making fun of me? Shoot, I've been found out. Let me yeah, go wipe my hand on this dog, and uh, so I can read some papers. Um, so right. uh, I, I like to look at books. At, I have the uh, the this this rock with us, which I believe I don't know if it is actually this some stone from the mine that he was hiding underneath his bed. I'm uh. A little reticent to handle it, uh, knowing that of its uh, properties of seem to be dubious properties that are causing much illness about. That stone is incredibly heavy for its size. Oh, you should note that. Uh, do we do we know if uh, other 
Is it Lomava? Lomava. Lomava. Lomava is Loma. Other Lomava rocks are incredibly dense, or is this one an oddity? Uh, Lomava is more mercurial. Remember, it mm. kind of slides back and forth, and oh, right. Yeah. So how do they actually? They're mining it. They have to extract it from stone. Exactly. Ah, and then they actually put it into some sort of container. well. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be telling you this yet. Yeah, you gotta go down the mine. Yeah, we have, that shit out we have to read a book. So let's read a book so we can learn about how they distill llama lava. <laughs> I'm well, glad I got something that none of y'all can pronounce. So at least there's one great. word in this campaign okay. that I can always just laugh at y'all silently. All I can think of it sounds like a Teletubby character. Llama. <laughs> <Lava. laughs> <laughs> Well, so, it's getting kind of late. I'd love to go home. We'll lead the way. So we're not uh, doing the books right, tonight? Yeah, Please come to my home is where the books are, Yaka. Yeah. So, all right. I'm leading the way and walking down the street and saying, let's go get the books. Okay. That, that suddenly Wait, Yaka sounds Beagle. like Beagle. I know. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I hate this game. <laughs> I have oh. one voice. That's it. It's either that or Elmo. No, don't do Elmo, please. <laughs> that character dies, like right now. <laughs> I'm going to through my Elmo dreams. A few episodes we talked about ago, we talked about random bullets flying through the street. That one gets that bullet. <laughs> <laughs> Okie doke, so we're at Florence's place. Welcome to Potter's Place. For those who haven't been here before, you're welcome to take a look around. Let me just light some lamps. <laughs> that is a really nice disco light lamp you have with candles in it. Wait, yeah. what, what, what the hell is disco? <laughs> <laughs> is that a new kind of wheel for a, for a stagecoach? She's got well, a couple of Victrolas together that she can spin. <laughs> the... That might be able to light the bulb. If you spin them enough. So there were a couple books in particular I had in mind that I wanted to look at. I wondered if they might have any pertinent information. Can I start with those? Would love to Keeper, hear about sir. them. Yeah, okay. what are they? Oh, so they I've got Terra Arcana, which is a discussion of arcane rituals involving natural materials. That sounds like light reading. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I like the light stuff. And I also have a book called Chemical Elements of the Natural World, which is a precursor to the creation of the periodic table. Wow. It groups hmm. gases, metals, hmm. nonmetals, and earths. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. I was hoping one of those might have some information about Lomava. All right, so where are you starting? I'll start with the the elements book. The right. I mean technically if like each of us who can read at least can take a book. Well there uh, are more books. A, does it use our library use skill? Okay. Yep. I don't read too well. So <laughs> I'll just I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep a lookout the window because I'm a little just, nervous. Still just look at the pictures. Her. I was about to say I'm sure she's got some good picture books for you, Bo. I do. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll look at a picture book. 
And as I said, there was just a shipment in that I haven't had a chance to go through. So there might be something in there I don't even know about. Oh, okay. I'll go through, and if there's anything that looks interesting, I'll pass it your way. Okay. And by shipment, she means she fleeced the dead body. I don't do that sort of thing. There's a stagecoach every so often. What I, in, what is Wayne doing? What is Wayne doing? What is this lit phallus sitting? What is going on? A candle for effect. See, we have to walk around. There we go. Oh no. <laughs> so this is the type of candle you need. You just twist them, and apparently, it, it this is a type of candle I brought from the East Coast. It operates with Lamava. But just the fact that you're just stroking the tip back and <laughs> <Yeah>. forth. <laughs> just stroking the tip. There you go. And now we have proper light. From, from that angle, it's not good, Wayne. Ah, <laughs> no, it's so really good. not. It's really it's not good. It's absolutely perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, I think you need to see a doctor there. It's a little inflamed. I'm just I'm just waiting for I'm just waiting for the flames to start shooting out of the tip when you rub it enough. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. I'll put this to the side. <laughs> that was fast. Well, there's the okay. <laughs> Florence, um, mm -hmm. give, me a, give me a library use role on your chemical elements book. And the rest of you, if there's a book you want to research, feel free to, you know, come up with a title or two or some subject matter that would interest you. And you can propose that to see if Florence has a copy of it. Unfortunate that my library use is not nearly as high as my education or intelligence. Yeah. Somebody it... didn't allot their skill points very things. well. Well, I have the only books in the game from the sound of it. Oh, and but what... I rolled a nine. Okay, oh. I rolled a nine. That is an extreme success. <laughs> Oh, well, that's pretty, if that's an extreme success, that's pretty good then. I have a 45. Yeah, okay, that's reasonable. Hmm. Okay, so what you find in the Chemical Elements book is that there's no mention of Lamava. However, you do find the citation for and this would probably i mean reasonably we're talking about an hour or so to get through this book right it's not you know just page flipping you you find the properties for mercury and also elements that can't be classified as solids or liquids. Plasmas. Yeah. And with those, an interesting spot of paper falls out from between the book, kind of like out of the, out of the between the pages. Because normally, I'm assuming this is a pretty dense book, so it would take hours and hours to get through, but it's this little piece of paper that falls out. So you've kind of, as you're flipping through the book, it naturally falls open to those pages. And it's a handwritten citation about this element that the former owner of the book is writing about. And it doesn't mention it by name, but it talks about these strange metaphysical properties of this slippery wine-like substance 
that has the body of silver that's melted. Okay. What properties? And make a luck roll on that. Sure. That is a success by a mere one. <laughs> cool. Whew. So the, the piece of paper, of course, isn't a whole piece of paper. It's been torn in certain areas. And yeah. like possibly it was hanging out of half of the book and just was torn off. It talks about how he's been experimenting with <laughs> consuming it and the visions that he's had. And he talks about this mysterious entity that he's been consuming more and more of this element to try and get closer to. You do notice as his writing continues that, and I'm just saying he, but just for a they. pronoun right now. Yeah, they, yeah. the the author of, of this note as, as they're writing the handwriting seems to be changing and getting kind of sloppier and harder to read. But all of the notes are quantities of the element that he that they've been consuming, the days that they've been consuming them, and pretty vivid descriptions of this entity that they're trying to make closer and closer contact with. There. I read vivid descriptions of the entity. Yeah. Can you share those? Oh, sure. The odd thing about the descriptions of the entity is the authors describing them not in physical forms, but by smells and sounds. Oh. So, for instance, one of the descriptions says... As I got closer to the citrus peels, it resonated with a bizarre heavenly frequency that made me feel more in tune with the vibrations of my body. They've just found acid. <laughs> was, was this a dead concert? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Interesting. And do you share that with us? Or? I absolutely do. Well, you ever hear the term uh, mad as a hatter, where someone contacts, you know, they use the uh, mercury and then too much mercury drives you crazy? Well, it sounds like if they were eating that mercurial lamava, you know, it makes sense that they, they'd go batshit crazy. Well, yeah. I mean, we don't know this was Lomava, and uh, we do know also that Mercury drives people a little bit crazy. Oh, that was a connection that uh, the player made, that the character yeah. made. <laughs> no, I just say that because you know they also use Mercury quite a bit in jewelry making. And I don't know if I mentioned my sister used to be a jeweler, but oh my. she's actually... Is uh, she crazy now? Well, thanks, Harold. You're not here, are you? 
<laughs> no, that was purely the player. If Harold were here, I think he would have slipped in a subtle jab. Yeah, she <laughs> is. And thanks for being so sensitive about it, Harold. Yeah. <laughs> if you were here. <laughs> He's in whatever the name of the next big town over is, Keeper. Did, did you name that town? Yes. Deadwood. Oh, imagine that. Yeah. Ooh. She's in Deadwood. Isn't what uh, what what she, what you do over in Deadwood? Well, not a lot at this point. She's been committed. Oh God! I was oh joking. my gosh! <laughs> I am so sorry. I I think I hear uh, Harold outside <laughs> crying in the street. <laughs> I feel so guilty. <laughs> I, I feel a sudden heat from the red flush to Harold's face. <laughs> Harold can't talk right now. He's got a giant foot in his mouth. Uh, oh, Florence, I, that is powerful sad. I'm so sorry to hear that. But, you know, she has her good days and her bad days. And, Quentin, you mentioned you wanted someone to look at your jewelry. We could always try to chat with her at some point. Quentin. That, that sounds like a, an <laughs> well, amazing role play opportunity, no. I gotta say. Now our uh, no, he's, he's taking advantage Wait. of that dramatic pause we were talking about. I, I think he's still busy with his candle. Yeah. If you want to know the truth. Uh, his candle's out, so he fell asleep. I can't. I can't get my candle lit again. Sorry, my my beautiful wife was sending me a text message. Uh, Swilberger doesn't have bubble hockey, but they have bubble soccer, and I was getting very excited. Well, that's so relevant to this very emotional conversation there we're having. There you go. Right. Wow. <laughs> now, are right, you, so, Florence, are you saying that uh, your sister's condition might be owing to her contact with uh, Mercury? I mean, that's always what I assumed. But it could be Lava. I mean, just considering her line of work. I, admit, I have sense. no idea if she would have contacted other substances. I mean, I have no idea. Well, the, only, the only connection I was making is seeing as though you said Lamava, uh, you know, was Mercury-like. I just assume that it might have similar dangerous uh, properties. Uh, absolutely, that is possible. It never occurred to me that she could have been that she could have ended up this way because of Lomava, that would be, well, that would be quite shocking. I mean, it's possible, seeing as though she's only one, one city over from us. How far is, uh, how far is Deadwood? I'm asking my own brain. It's That's just because... a few hours on the train. Oh, okay. I generally go and I see her every weekend. Okay. I mean, she used to live here. She used to live here in Bloodstone, but you know, there's no sanitarium here in this oh, small so town. Is, oh, is Bloodstone that, where she did her jewelry? Yeah. So then oh, it's even more likely even... that she was using Lamava. Yeah, I mean, I moved out here just because of her. It's all starting to add up. I think maybe we got to talk to her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm no Harold, but I think that sounds significant. <laughs> Well, I, did you hear something? I, I, th I think I like heard a squirrel farting in the corner. I'm not sure <laughs> no, what that was. 
I heard Vog, the voice of God, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, so, I'm so sorry to burden you all with my stories. I just. No, uh, no. Just we so, started talking about Mercury and about insanity. And so, Florence, you know, what, name another book that you have that you think I should read. Well, you know, the other book that I was really thinking someone should look at was uh, the, this Terra Arcana. Ooh, perfect. All it right. has a Latin title, though. I don't know if you read Latin. No, I mean, it is in Latin. I don't know if you read Latin. I've got so oh, my library, I took a 30 and I rolled a 27. Oh, there you go. Still but that doesn't success. mean I read Latin. It doesn't mean you don't read Latin. Oh, no, it's, <laughs> it's an actual thing on your character sheet. Yeah. I mean, I read Latin, but as I said, you should take a look at the other books in this latest shipment. There might so, be something else in there. Is the, the book that you said, so the title is Latin. But I'm going to fold around, look around inside because lots of books have pretentious titles, but then the inside is still in English. It's not a lot of books in the 1800s were still being written in Latin. Yeah, I, I would go with that. What is what are you looking for in the Terra Arcana? So I'm looking. And what's for... the subtitle for that, Emily? It is a discussion of arcane rituals involving natural materials. Oh, so there's English right there. Yeah. Well. Oh, unless you're translating. I mean, that was my summary of what's in the book. This was a book oh. that I was like, oh, I know I have this on my shelf. So it might be a good thing to look at. So it, I'm looking for I'm looking for any references to rituals involving, you know, rocks and stones, things that are sort of mercurial in nature. Discuss amongst yourselves for a moment. someone talk like, yeah i was just i had this sure. looking i'm just what? Nuts. While, while we have the downtime can someone suggest uh, michael said i can look come up with a title mm -hmm. and then look in the stack for that i have no idea could someone come up with a title that might be helpful for us i was thinking like geology of the western states a hundred exactly. uses for lomava Maybe Lamava, geology Lamava of the Western Maid. states would have some pictures for you there. Bo. A picture book, Lamava and Me. <laughs> Lamava I went for down dummies. the mines looking for Lamava. It's definitely Lamava for dummies. That's the way. How to know. find interstellar Cthulhu monsters? Uh, hey, can you see if he has a copy of the Call of Cthulhu? Yeah. Oh, you, you know what? I am going to I am going to look in your pile for an occult uh, tome of some kind. There you go. Anything by Lovecraft. Well, I'm not going to read it. I'm just looking for a weird occultish book. Sure. Okay, here, here's one for you. I'm going to go with this on the Terra Arcana. I'm going to overrule it uh, and, and say that Terra Arcana is not in English. But as Florence is looking through the Chemical Elements book, you're looking through Terra Arcana. Just trying to see there's some illustrations in there. And you're really caught by this one set of illustrations of these humans drawn to scale next to these enormous obelisks or large, you know, just large rectangular stones. And there seems to be lots of frenzied writing, but it's not even, the writing's not in Latin either. And it's nothing that you can put your finger on, but you just found it really fascinating and 
are kind of taken by the illustrations. Wait, you said the writing's not in English or Latin? No. Okay. So what, uh, it sounds like something that would be useful to have written with us. So is there like a, like art, art, I don't know, art or transcription or what? is there someone like with artistic skills that could copy it over? Yeah, so we, just, we have uh, a picture of the writing in particular. Uh, you could rip a page out. You're going to oh. rip up my book, Bo? I would never do that. Uh, I would no, never rip no. up a book. Uh, you put it in the bag of holding. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, Keeper, can I clarify? Sure. Frenzied writing. So this is like marginalia. Yes. What language is the book in? The book itself, we'll say, is in Latin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Marginalia. Have I written Florence or Emily? I'm talking to Quentin. He seems oh. like a marginalia scribbling kind of fella. Maybe Quentin. I, I don't think yeah, I've ever like, heard that term before. If you're writing in your scripts, you're always writing in the Martins, taking notes on, you know, directors stuff. Yeah. Or what like are... music history, old manuscripts that have notes in the margins yeah. yeah one of my favorite poems is about marginalia hmm. really is it like there there once was a woman named marginalia <laughs> <laughs> okay quick come up with two more rhymes for that who's uh genitalia who slept yeah, the guy genital who said oh, yeah. he uh oh he Says failure. to her really loud, I'm going to bail you. No, it's got to be different. The first two rhyme, and then the second two are a different rhyme. There once was a woman named Marginalia, uh, and I, who said, son, I, who said, sonny boy, I'm going to nail you. I tried with all my might to put up, put up a, a fight, put up a fight <laughs> but was overcome with her uh genitalia overcome i'm trying to think of that yes i'm trying to think of the right word by her massive genitalia large genitalia blendiferous genitalia that's great hey speaking of oh genitalia yeah back rick is here i bet you rick could have come up with a poem like that well you did it Bo. Isn't isn't this Quentin's thing, oh Mr. Ode to a Knothole? Well, I, I got the genitalia part. <laughs> yeah, well, Clinton, Clinton, or, uh, Quentin could say, oh, I see you've read my work. That's exactly. Oh, that one. <laughs> splendiferous, uh, it's, I was going to say, splendiferous genitalia amongst... There you that go. Is, uh, so, uh, like the brilliant group wh poem. Why, Yocker, what, did, what did I come into? What? <laughs> That's what she said. You, you missed Marginalia. Quentin, uh, playing with his candle. Uh, Yocker, did you share this with the group? I did. So I'm going to tell everyone about the picture, about the, the margin notes, and I'm going to say, I'm not sure why, but it feels like it's connected to everything that we're doing. And I'm going to say, Florence, uh, do you have paper and a pen uh, 
and I I want to I want to write this down or if someone has better handwriting because I don't have I, great handwriting. I if do. We, if we I can will give those this, to you. It feels like it would be an important thing to transcribe. Well, Yaker is transcribing. Could I do a Latin roll just to figure out what's uh, what these illustrations are, what accompanies sure. them? Yeah, absolutely. And Rick, welcome back. It's really yeah, I, complex Latin. I mean, I, I blacked out for a second. I don't. <laughs> last oh, yeah, we heard you. you last I we heard you're going to play with the ponies. I can't wait for you to rejoin the group. <laughs> I've got plans for you. Pucker up, sweetie pie. Terrible things happen when you're not here. <laughs> Emmett makes that face when he doesn't get his dinner on time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all puckered up. All right. I interrupted. Continue. Continue. Okay. So Florence just couldn't discern what this said in Latin, but as Yacker kind of continues to flip through the illustrations, it's this tiny figure of a human next to these really large stones. I'm recapping a little bit. And the, the stones are all over the page. And then in the next illustration, there's a stone with an arrow drawing to some text, but the text is in this, it, it's in a different set of letters or symbols than the previous page. And it looks really, really exotic to you. Uh, letters and symbols that unless make, I guess make, you could make an EDU roll on it. All right. Let me just see what my EDU is. Oh, it's actually pretty good. No. Uh -oh. That should be 90, right? You're intelligent. Wait, no, just Yocker? Because yeah, I just rolled a four. Uh, so for my, I got an extreme success. I got a 14 and my extreme success was 15, like my lowest. Oh, you guys are on fire with knowledge. Mm -hmm. Why can't why can't you assholes roll like Rick? It makes it so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so at that point, Florence, you go, oh my goodness, I've seen this before. And you start scanning the bookshelves. Who did we lose? Oh, oh power no. went back out. <laughs> oh, oh no! no! I, then I then I tell you what, let's give him a chance to get back on for a second. It's 825. We can take oh. a quick break right here. Oh. Okay. Okay. And then we'll hop back on and this will give me a time to think of what the hell book you pull off the shelf and where they <laughs> awesome. come from anyway. Okay, sounds good. So everybody okay. take a take a pee break, go get a snack, and um we will be back in uh, about eight, ten minutes. And welcome back. We are back from break. Michael, take it away. Yay. Okay, so there's a couple things here. One, I wanted to go back to your sister being in Deadwood. Deadwood is not the historically accurate town that we know it to be that'll help with the setting. It was still founded on gold, but it, because of that gold, it's not the outlaw town that it was in, in, in history. For our setting, 
Deadwood has become more cosmopolitan because of all of the gold and it's flourished into more of a city. So that's why the explain why the sanitarium would be there. Okay, along those lines. So there's a couple of things going on here. Florence, you look at the page that Yacker is pointing to and it resonates with you because how long have you been in Bloodstone for? Uh, I think eight years. Okay, perfect. So about three years ago. Six years, sorry, but same difference. Okay. So about three years ago, one night while you were tidying things up at the shop and it was well into the dark, you're not sure about what time, but sometime after 9.30 or 10 o'clock, there was a, a light knocking on your door and you almost had to strain and you were thinking, oh, it's nobody for me. And there was definitely a knocking at your door. And so you went and you looked out the window. And as you looked out the window into the night, there was a youngish kid. He was probably in his early teens with a big floppy hat on and nervously looking over his shoulder. You opened the door for him and he kind of bounded in and it went something to the effect of, hey, hey, lady, I, I know that you buy books, right? You have a lot of books. You can, yeah, you can argue yes. this with me if yes. you want. So, <laughs> got it. Would Would you buy a book from me? I've got some books. I I found some books. I was out writing, and I I, I got some books, and I I need to sell them. Would you buy them? Well, can I take a look at them first? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. And so what he pulls out of his bag is not so much a book, but a leather-bound journal that's tied together. And then uh, a couple of other books. But the one that really interests you the most is this leather-bound journal. And then the other books are kind of tame, but just a little bit odd in that one of them is a geology book with a slightly metaphysical slant. And the other one is just has the words attunement down the spine. So he pulls these books out and he hands them to you. And he's very, very nervous and really kind of all over the place. Honey, are you okay? Yeah, yeah. You seem I'm a fine. little anxious no, I, I, well i you know my mom's sick and i i really need to get back to her and i probably need to buy some supplies for her and i i just would you buy these books well yeah of course i will these look real interesting uh, okay what what do you give me for them an appropriate amount of money for 1870 <laughs> <laughs> fill in the blank 50 cents <laughs> you amazing answer yeah, you really, you really, really want the here, plus you, a little bit because I feel bad about his mom. There you go. And I mean, to give you an idea, a pocket knife is 50 cents. Uh, nit nitro, an ounce of nitroglycerin is 50 cents as well. That's oh, well, nice then we definitely know how much a stack of books is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 50 cents. That's what I said. Yeah, a hardback book is 50 cents normally. 
Wow, <laughs> nitroglycerin's cheap. Okay, well then you I'll give you the two dollars. Dude, I totally want the nitroglycerin. So that would be, I mean, that would be a lot of money that you're giving them. So great. So that's great, lady. Uh, can I can I have it now? Sure. Here you go. Just leave me the books, okay? Okay. Thanks. Thanks. And he shoves the books and he grabs Take the money. Take care of your mom. And races out the door. The next morning, when you're strolling down the street in town, and there's not really a crowd gathered because it's just not that odd for there to be bodies. There is the boy, and he's been completely dismembered and left in a pile near the trough in town, which was what? And and so that's completely stuck with you. The reason sure. sure. The reason, fast forward kind of to now, the reason that this book that or this page that Yakers come across is really sticking out to you is because in that leather bound journal, a lot of what was written in it used the same symbols that it is, sorry. The leather-bound journal had all the same symbols in it that appear on this page that Yakers found, but you've never been able to translate them. Okay. Okay. And got he it. had me roll in EDU as well, and I got an extreme success. Yeah, I'm. Or... I, I'm. I, I'm gonna get you there, Yaker. Okay. The reason those symbols stand out to you and where you've seen them before is a couple of years ago. You were burying or preparing a coffin for this lady, Yolene Everberg. And as you were preparing it for her and redressing her in the clothes that her family wanted her buried in, she had these tattoos all down her spine that as close as you can remember look a whole lot like these symbols. And the part that really stuck out of you or for you is that Philomena refused, absolutely refused to bury this woman anywhere near the church. And it created a lot of complications and kind of a row in the town because the family wanted her buried near the church and Philomena absolutely refused. Yeah, because because mm. Yolene took her man. Yolene Everberg? Yolene, Yolene. <laughs> Love it. Okay, so I'm going to tell everyone. I think it caused a row, not not a not a thing that you. And I also told my story. Do I still have that metaphysical whatever? What was it? The second book, because that might be one to look at. That was, in fact, where you got the chemical elements of the natural world. Oh, okay. Got it. Oh, so the kid had all the good books? Not all of them, but those two in particular. Cool. Seems like a productive night. Well, didn't Bo find a book? I was asking if um, you could come up with a title for something you might be interested in. Oh, uh, yeah. And then it was suggested maybe some something occult, but it sounds like you've already found something occult. Okay. The okay. cultist goes over the rock. 
the cultist goes under the fence. Yep. The cultist <laughs> stole a cow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll wow. just say I found nothing. Um, I just have a question about the, the kid I in the book. Um, and Also, Yocker and Florence each add one point of mythos to your character sheet. I don't know what that means. Where's Michael, did uh, you mention anything about the kid's father? The kid with the book and the sick mom? And did you also say what happened to the mother? I did not. Okay. Is mythos the same as magic points? No, in fact, it's a little it's a bit skill. Yeah, it's a, it's it's under it's right under climb. It says credit rating and then Cthulhu mythos. So oh, under Cthulhu oh. mythos, give yourself each one point. I was at zero, so now I'm at one. Uh, me too. <laughs> yeah, I think okay. everybody is. Okay. Cool. That was fun. So I just can't stop thinking about this thing with my sister. You really think she could have been working with Lamava? Yeah. Especially Cause... if it's hard to get Mercury out here and she could find Lamava and it was close enough, she might have been able to use it and it was going to be more effective than trying to track down Mercury. So I just pull a chain with a pendant out from my like chest and I say, I, you know, I wear this thing she made me every day. Hmm. Now I'm kind of worried. Oh, Ooh. Uh -oh. <laughs> oh, there's no way to just paste a picture. Uh, you can add a file. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, you can add a file. I'll mess chat. with that. Uh, well, Florence, I mean, uh, those those fellers were eating Lamava uh, and still live to be writing about it. So I don't I don't think that a slight exposure to the, to it would cause you that much harm. Even that with, close to your heart, your, I'm sure yeah, it's with fine. Your sister, she maybe was working <laughs> with it on a on a daily basis. How do, is, is, does someone know Lamava well enough to inspect it? And see if we can tell if it's Lamava or not. Yep, we're I mean, maybe here. Harold, but Harold he's might. not here. Yeah, we better Harold, go wake Harold, up Harold. Harold hasn't even inspected his own Lamava. Let's he's... go wake up Harold. Harold's not asleep. In fact, Harold's probably well, next up for. I, I think it's. Uh, isn't it about time we turned in? We can go visit Harold in the morning. Do it in the morning. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, look at that pendant. That's cool. Yeah. Where is it? Uh, it's in, yeah. Uh, yeah, in Zoom Ooh. chat. That's got to be good. Philip, you, uh, you should hold on to that. Nothing bad will happen, I promise. Is wow. that from uh, Wheel of Time? I said I. Oh, I hope not. I didn't the rings to... they wear, the rings they wear, is a snake biting its own tail. Oh mm -hmm. well, then it is unintentionally. But a snake biting its own tail is also it comes up in a lot of places. Yeah, it, it kind of goes around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dick! <laughs> I mean, it's just supposed to like symbolize life and death, you know? Yeah, circle of life. 
I, I totally didn't think about the wheel of time. Anyway, yeah, we should turn in. Okay, so I'm going to head back to Seraphim Falls and just tell everyone I'll be by first thing in the morning. The, the rock underneath, um, that extra heavy rock. Look for any books on geology. Where are you, Quentin? There. He's at Potter's. Okay, so that's what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to look up about that rock, and then there's the jewelry. I was going to give that to Florence then, after all this, because she's had her sister who did jewelry and take a peek at that jewelry. That was a big old bag of it that um, was from Cash's uh, little cabin or tent that was pilfered. I wanted to give that over to her to take a look at it, see if it's anything particular. Plus, she's been in town for eight years, and perhaps... Uh, she might note it's from who knows local or family or something. Like she that. may have made it. Yeah. So Florence, I wanted to show you a bag of a jewelry that I, you know, that I found. Wrong accent again. That I found and uh, <clears throat> in in the uh, the hut of uh, Mister Cash who worked at the mine and also any books that might be on um, the geology of the Western states. Look up this extra heavy stone that was underneath and hidden in a in a tin tin box. Well, do I have a book like that, Keeper? Well, I mean, you've got several geology texts, so... Well, that's I what mean, I was going to do, is yeah, y'all were just you guys give me a name, and I was, like, searching <laughs> through the stack. So I'll search through the stack. Uh, what roll am I making? Like a luck roll or something? Or I don't know. Let me know. Um, make a... Make, uh, sorry. You, you want to make a roll to find a book? Uh, yeah, I, I was saying that I was just searching through, you know. Yeah, make pile. a luck roll. Let's see how good your luck is. Uh, yep, fourteen. That's like a extreme success. Oh, great. So you found like a picture book on how to do the mythos, right? No, I no, I'm I'm trying to see if I found <laughs> one of the books that Wayne just mentioned. Yeah. So you find. Great. Yeah, you find a book that's not only about rocks, but it has photographic plates in it of different types of rocks. Oh. Okay, I hand that over to Quentin. Uh, hey, maybe there that rock you've got, you can match up with some of these pictures. Uh, this would I... be an extremely rare and valuable book because each each little tiny plate is what would be right then an album in print. Oh, nice! Yeah, with a little probably. tissue paper over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Protect it. Nice. Yeah. Wow. I said, I, I, I said, Bo, good find here. And I said, maybe you can help me look through this book at the same time. I'm not, you know, I'm not fantastic at this, this stone. And I take it what, out. Like shoulder to shoulder? Well, <laughs> there's not a lot of light here. So why not? Snuggle up. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Any port in the store. I'll, I'll turn the pages. You read them. You, you turn the pages, I'll take my candle out. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and uh, I'll light that candle and take a good look at the book. But I tumble the large rock out onto a table. And, and uh, you said it's pretty darn heavy. It seems very it's, dense. It's, it's really, really heavy. And as you tumble it on the table, it doesn't, or as you put it on the table, it doesn't tumble so much as just thud. Hmm. 
And I, I look around at everyone. I said, this is what was underneath uh, the, the bed of uh, the cash in a mine. But why would this be in a mine? Apparently they found it but while they were looking for the Lamova. Um, I assume it came from the mine and he's hiding it away for some reason. Um, I thought it of value perhaps that we should know of it because it's just another peculiarity that we're, uh, we're stumbling upon here. And uh, also this jewelry, a whole stash of jewelry that just seems curious that it probably was taken from, uh, from bodies, no doubt. And so as you examine the rock to look it up in the book, there's things about it that you didn't notice before. It has this strange kind of conical structure or uh, not conical, uh, cylindrical structures in how it's formed. Oh, and yeah. it, has a, it has a lot of rounding in parts, almost like it looks like it could have melted. So volcanic of nature. But it's not, it's not porous or light like a volcanic rock, hmm. right? Well, actually, some you know older volcanic rock could definitely be uh, much denser. Cool. Make yeah, fire. A... Have uh, meteors been invented yet? Ooh. <laughs> ah. Oh. Well, actually, they would be known. So yes, uh, Bo. I was going to say things. Uh, something coming from uh, from a shooting star, because there has been definitely things found. You know, of magnetic natures and such like that. All about. Uh, can I make a roll to see when I, if I was out in the wilderness one time and a I was going to say make star a, landed. Give me an idea roll. We'll see if you. We'll see if you. Your character knows what your person knows. Uh, Eighteen. Uh, what's the idea? Uh, oh, intelligence. Oh, yeah, that's a uh, well hard success. Okay, so a couple years back, you remember riding out in the woods one night and these streaks coming out of the sky, and you you laid up all night and you watched the streaks kind of pummel down towards the earth, and with little jets of flame as they did it, and you spent the next few days riding around looking for where they landed and you finally found a field with scorched grasses mm -hmm. and you dug in one of them and you have a tiny little piece that you carry around with you in your pocket that has similar formations on it but oh. isn't nearly the size that the one Quentin has is. Okay, so I'm uh, rooting around in my, my bag and I actually have a little collection of stones in there. And I say, here's a little piece of a, uh, you know, looking at that, put me in mind of this. Here's a little piece of a uh, shooting star that I uh, come down one time. I went looking for it and found a little tiny piece, but it made a oh, I, terrible big uh, hole crater. You're a you're, I was going to say, you're a, 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 you're a traveling man. And I, I wouldn't suspect that you would leave a place without using a compass. Do take out a compass and see what happens. Compass? What the heck? Compass? Oh my god. That's yeah, I don't I, I don't need no compass, son. <laughs> well, you know, I have a few here in the shop if you'd like to make an exception. Absolutely. Let's bring it over to this larger stone and see what it does. I have a I have a sense that it very well could be some sort of lodestone, magnetic or something. Let's check this out. That's a good Let's question. Check it out. I, I just love how um, 
almost every game session, there is some sort of Men in Black reference, specifically to Edgar. Putting on an Edgar suit. <laughs> That's all I could think of when you were telling that story. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's good. Okay, I can't wait for the cockroaches to start coming out of your mouths. Mm-hmm. Was that Scott or was that Emily? That was Emily. That was oh. me. It made me think of. I always uh, hated that scene. The Stephen King thing in the movie where he he gets covered in meteor shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, he puts it in his meteor mouth. Shit. Yeah, meteor shit. Yeah. What is this from? I think creep show maybe. Uh, yeah, creep show. Creep show. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't. I never. Saw it breaks that. open and he gets his fingers in it and then he puts his Ew. fingers right in his mouth. Meteor shit. <laughs> As I'm aging, I was I was thinking movie. about the what's the one where the oh cocoon where the guys jumped in the swimming pool and got younger. Uh, I I love that movie mm. when I was younger. And then there was another one where it was little tiny flying saucers and old people. I need that pool right now. I need that that cocoon pool. Okay. Uh, I think we could all use a little dip. Yeah. That's Ronnie Howard did that movie. That's how he stays so young. Um, <laughs> all right. So it, it, as you move the compass near the this big hunk of rock, it indeed the needle starts to spin and it really kind of messes with it. Hmm. I was going to say extremely magnetic. That's a uh, fascinating. Uh Let's do look. Let's look through the book and see if we can find anything for um, extra. You know, for, from I, I was going to say things from not of this earth, uh, stones and such like that. And we'll compare this and you know, wonder why it's underneath the bed of the cache. Or I guess Posey found it and thought it of value when he kept it there. Okay, use a library use rule. I have a terrible library use rule. That's okay. <laughs> There's just consequences. Oh my God. A nine. I hit it. Home run. Ah, you're good at pattern matching. Just <laughs> rifling through the book. That's ding, really ding, fun. ding. Ah, perfect match. You know why this is happening? When Emily was at my game table, she touched the oh! dice in my oh! tray. She stole all of the magic uh, out of my dice and gave it to all of your dice. See, and this makes it a lot less fun. You and, don't really and, need to roll 100s. And you made so much fun of me for being particular about my dice. And this <laughs> is why. That's why right there. That's the karma. Dice, like, how come how come Rick didn't get any of that magic? <laughs> dice luck. Because he lives elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, so, it has a range. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> y- y'all have this idea, and based on Bo's story, you decide to flip to a section on falling stars. There's nothing there, so you look up meteorites, and indeed, there's not only a photograph. Now it's an albumin photograph, so it's you know not going to be the the most representative, but the written description describes the rock that you have almost perfectly, right? Uh, About the cylindrical structures and the weight and the magnetic properties and the coloration and everything else. Okay, Art and Emily are smiling. I think Art has something to say. (laughs) No, come on, someone's got to say it. Don't make me do it. 
I was the asshole last time. Oh, come on, guys. Please. (laughs) Don't. Someone else be the asshole instead of me. That's not even one one worth pointing Uh, out. So I I think since Emily smiled first, she's got to be the asshole this time. Emily, you own it. Come on. Yeah, you got to throw yourself on the grenade. I don't even remember how he mispronounced it. What do you say? Representative? Representative? Representative. You said representative. Oh, okay. That was it. How did I forget? For all we know, maybe that's how the English Uh. pronounce it. (laughs) That's how the Texans pronounce it, apparently. Let's let's ask Dick. (laughs) How do the Russians pronounce it, Rick? How do the Russians pronounce it? Harold, why don't we go over to your shop and see what's going on there? Uh, you're as lucky yeah, as Mr. Laffy Laugh. How do I wind up the bad guy here? <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. I did my roles. <laughs> All everyone I, else was willing to let it slide. I, no, I was going to let it slide, too. I was just laughing at Emily because I saw that she started smiling, so that I started smiling. And then somebody caught, who caught us? Was it you, Wayne? It was oh, Wayne. Scott. It was, oh. So it's so Michael. It's Wayne. It's gonna look a whole lot funnier trying to light candlesticks with no fingers. <laughs> uh, Rick can't even laugh down there after his after his little move last week. Nope. All right, Harold. What's going on in your shop? Uh, okay. So um, so I I'm trying to build a uh. A, a, a Lomava containment unit, uh, Lomama con- Lomava containment and experimentation. Yo, yo mama? Unit. Yo mama? Uh, yo mama containment. Yo mama is so, so contained. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So uh, I'm trying to take glass and um, build some metal channels. To this join glass together uh, and create a box with some holes in it and some really thick, heavy uh, leather gloves screwed into that those circles so that I can um, put the Lomava inside it and put my hands in and experiment with it inside this box. I'd also like to have it attached to the outside of um, my house with um, a sort of vent where there's a hose uh, at the top that goes to the outside wall, a hose uh, lower down on the side, and then I have uh, just a light heat source to create some updraft and create air movement from the bottom of the box to the top of the box and out the house. Wow. Yep. So, okay. So we're not going to finish this contraption tonight. Then. Well, I would assume that I've probably been working on it for a little while. Like how long have I had that Lomava, right? Haven't I had it for oh, a couple fair. weeks? Yeah. You, so, you, you know, it. It, at some point I would have realized, you know, I want to, I want to be careful okay. about experimenting. All with right. This that's stuff. what I was, all right. That's what I was trying to figure out. Were you just starting on this? Okay. Do a mechanical repair roll to see how well this Shrapnel surrounded by a heat source. <laughs> yeah, baking himself some lamava. See how that uh, so turns I will out. say that is my absolute specialty skill, right? Ah. Yeah. Because you know, I'm an engineer, I make stuff, right? Sure, but a 98 doesn't mean anything. Holy fuck, <laughs> that is such an extreme success. Uh-huh. Oh. 
Okay. It is that is half of attention. an extreme success. Michael's never gonna invite me over again. Nope. I rolled an eight. Wow. And my extreme success is a nineteen. All right. So you construct this item just as you described it, and it has all of these wonderful kind of functioning properties, and the heat source works to kind of pull the draft out and tell us what you're, let's say you put the finishing touches on it. Maybe you mount the leather gloves into it tonight. Perfect. What do you want to do with it tonight? All right. So the first thing I want to do is um, take a time. And by the way, sorry, just for mm-hmm. timing purposes, at the bookstore, it's probably like midnight. I mean, y'all okay. been. Least... I've gone home by now, right? Yeah, Bad I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's late, but we're I've kind of backtracking to when yeah. Harold. I'm going to stay up and keep watch out the window. And I'll probably only sleep four hours tonight because I'm really okay. paranoid about the, the mine. Oh, that's right. You're sleeping. And don't worry, Phil, we're going to get to you because you're going to end this episode on a cliffhanger. Okay, Harold, go ahead. Uh, So um, I'd I'd like to take a a tiny, tiny, tiny little drop of it, mix it in with some water, and use that water to um, water a small potted, like, seedling, a very small plant of some sort, Uh, whatever that might be, Um, you know, maybe some tomatoes or something that I'm growing. Um, Hemp. But I want hemp, Sure. Um, hemp was was pretty popular back then, um, so use that as a as a water fertilizer for a plant and put that out and see what happens with that plant over the course of the next couple of days. Um, okay. The other thing I want to do is again tiny, tiny, tiny little amount of it, like the smallest amount that I can come up with, okay, and see how it responds to flame. So I want to heat it in a little test tube, see what happens. Maybe if it if I feel like it's not gonna explode, um, maybe try and ignite it, but probably just heat it up a little bit. Um, and then the other thing I'd like to do is see how how it responds to pressure. So maybe in like a pair of pliers again, a tiny tiny little bit, and start squeezing it and see if there's any sort of response to it. Okay, so let's put the plant aside mm-hmm. and make. Hmm. I wonder what kind of role makes sense for this. Let's make an idea roll on that. Uh, a little so shop inte- of horrors roll? Intelligence, yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'm guessing that's going to be good. Um, so what, what, I'm sorry, what's the skill I'm going with? Intelligence. Idea, intelligence. Oh, okay. Straight intelligence. Yeah, that's, a, that's an, uh, an extreme success. Okay, perfect. And then along with that, couple that with a natural world roll. Okay. Oh, that's not good at all. Uh, yeah, that, that doesn't succeed. Okay, that's fine. But write both of those down, and then we'll set it aside because this is like a time experiment, right? We've got to come back to it in a yep. few days. Okay. Um... Do you want me to write them too? Oh, that would that be would great. Be great, Miss Can Potter. you say them out loud? Um, so my natural world roll was a 52, uh, which is a failure. Um, and my intelligence roll uh, was a, a 10, which is an extreme success. Okay. Okay, so you set the potted plant aside, and then you heat it 
in a test tube, right? Mm -hmm. Tell me about the flame that you use. Um, so how would I, I suppose it would be a, um, uh, like a, a, a lantern flame, um, but just without the, without the hood. So it's just the exposed flame. Um, and then I would, you know, in the test tube with a, you know, some sort of a, a light player sort of, you know, long tweezers kind of thing. So I don't burn my fingers on the test tube, hold it up over the flame. Okay. Make a luck roll. <laughs> oh, that's what, the best result ever it's a failure what could possibly go wrong okay so you have this kind of kerosene lantern base essentially with this open flame and you have the test tube over it yeah and you you get mesmerized because as the flame interacts with the test tube the lamava kind of moves up the sides mm, okay and it almost looks like it's crawling. Like it has kind of these weird formations that aren't bubbling and aren't boiling. And then as it heats up, the glass, the test tube, mm -hmm. starts to turn the same color as the formations of the Lomava. Mm. And then it falls out across the top of the kerosene lantern. And it falls into it. It falls right on the wick and falls into the kerosene lantern mm -hmm. and starts creating kind of all of these purple iridescent fumes as it uh, ignites off into it. Hmm. Very interesting. Roll for mutation. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, that's a very successful experiment. And then the last one would be pressure. Okay. And hang on. I'm just writing yep. a couple of notes mm -hmm. about what just happened here. Yep. And about how Harold's face has changed when everyone else sees him tomorrow. I'm sure. I'm working on, totally I'm working fine on in this campaign. I like to think of them as long-term consequences. Excellent, great. As if Harold doesn't have enough of the long-term consequences. Okay. So, okay, tell me what you do after this happens. So um, first, the bottom of this, you know, right? Okay, it's so in this kerosene lantern. I, I would definitely, um, you know, turn the turn the flame off. Um, because okay. I'm worried about it exploding. Um, and then I would want to see if the fumes uh, go out my vent or, you know, or if they recoalesce somehow um, once the once the heat source is removed. Yeah. So those iridescent fumes go out the vent. OK. And does that mean that the uh, Lomava has vaporized and is now gone? Or what did some of the vapor come off of the existing Lomava and some of it is still in the test tube? Correct. No, the test tube's empty, right? The test okay. tube just has like basically a melted out bottom. So okay. the Lomava, some of it is resting in the in 
uh, indentations of the metal. You know how the kerosene lanterns where the wick comes out, they have a little metal yep. fitting, mm -hmm. right? Some of it's resting kind of on the indentations there. And some of it's down in mixed with the, it looks like it's kind of stuck to the wick above the kerosene. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would leave that for now uh, because okay. I want to see what happens with it over time. Um, okay. And I also don't want to go messing with it while it's hot. Um, but I probably will go back and, and pull that back out at some point. But for now, I definitely want to leave it there uh, just to, as another form of experiment. Okay. Um, All right. And then the other one is pressure. So tell mm -hmm. me what you do for your pressure. Experiment. So uh, I would assume I have some sort of uh, of pliers that uh, that have uh, a flat interior uh, that aren't like ridged like most pliers are. Uh, yeah, even if sense. even if it's tweezers or some some sort of clamp. Uh, and I'd like to take again a tiny tiny little bit and squeeze it and see how it reacts mm -hmm. to pressure. If it just pops out or um, if there's a point at which it uh, you know, it compresses, if it pushes back, um, you know, something, exactly. Um, I'm making, you know, my own form of, of um, very interesting nipple clamps. Thank you, Rick. So what you, what you notice there is that as you squeeze the pliers, the Lomava comes out the side and it appears to drip down the edges, but it doesn't want to release. It almost holds on to itself. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah, so it doesn't want to drip like like a normal fluid. It's it's okay. trying to hang out. Okay, very, very interesting. Okay. And does Harold um, form any inferences from these experiments that dumbass Arthur might not be picking up on because we've already established Harold is much smarter than I am. Yeah. You've is made there... some pretty good, you've made some pretty good roles. So I, I'm not going to make you roll again on that. Harold would look at this and think that this is a very odd substance. In fact, you can't scientifically think of too many substances that are that liquid, but attempt to hang on to themselves. Harold almost wonders if Lomava isn't a mineral or rock, but possibly a life form or more organic form. Okay. Well, that is the inference, inference that I was making. So, um, okay. okay, cool. That's very exciting. Good stuff. All right. Then I'm gonna go get some shut eye because it's been a long day. Now those are those are some pretty major experiments you did mm -hmm. and fumes that you released out into the. Open. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> and, and, and this plant's yeah, definitely there, there not a bird's nest right above. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh God. Vent. Yeah. That's great. And this plant's ah! definitely not gonna eat me while I sleep. <laughs> that certainly couldn't happen. <laughs> And Phil, last but not least, oh, Donner boy. I'm so excited about this. Okay, got to move, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where, where are you, sugar pants? What, what do you mean? It's the uh, cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, for no, those... I, I mean, I know where you are metaphorically. I'm just talking about where are you in the story right now. 
For when, those when listening to the, the audio outside, version, you were in the stalls with your boots off, or maybe not. We just all we found your boots at the stable. We don't know where you are or what you're doing. <laughs> and they really didn't go looking for you. I'll be honest. No, no. Oh, well, I suppose I would have needed to go back to my camp in the mountains for a little bit and get a new change of clothes and uh, check on my, my old uh, hooch station. It's Can I interject? I, I just want to do like a, a sequence of events here. You went somewhere and changed your clothes and then met up with us again. You were already a lot less stinky when we saw you again, but then you didn't want to go into body bills because you were right. having some anxiety. So you said you'd go check on the horses. Oh. And well, then, then we, we later went to find you and we found your boots and we didn't look too hard and we left. I'm still mad you stole the magic out of my dice, but you you are getting co-keeper credits so what what time of day was that when we went i mean it was before we did all of this searching so probably so like afternoon. twilight i don't yeah. know like it would have been just evening. as it's starting to get yeah. into evening so you probably wouldn't have gone back to the mountains in the middle of the night my well, fair point i guess i would have uh toughed it out well if i can't find any of you guys i guess i try and find myself something to, something to eat uh i need to just settle down for a little bit See if I can listen to uh, any chitter chatter. <laughs> so your brave body bills? Is that the only place to eat? You know yeah. what? No, I'm gonna there, make a campfire. There, no, there's just, another place outdoors with my horse. I and mean, gonna... just in case, keeper. Is there any chance when I left the bookstore and was heading home that I would have seen Phil? I don't think so because that would have been really late at night, right? That we're this is this, we're backtracking to okay, probably like seven thirty, eight o'clock. Does you left the bookstore around yep. midnight? Does okay. Phil know where uh, where Harold lives? Is oh no, we just we just wait. Yeah, that's true. You've Phil, been around. You right? knew we were gonna go to Potter's place. Phil's a little rattled right now, though. Okay. okay. In, in many ways. Okay. And you, you, you so do the, know. The, the proprietor of Body Builds, uh, was it Ma Marine? Uh, Marissa. But Marissa. you could also go she's to the not, lighthouse. I, I, think it's, I think it's Marla. Yeah, she's, she's, she's no not way the, the lighthouse proprietor. would let. Uh, oh, okay, fair right. enough. She's, she's the lady of the. She's Marissa's at Body Builds. Right? Yes. Huh? So Marissa is the bartender at Body Bills. Body right. Bill is the owner of Body sure. Bills. Does she live there or does she live somewhere else in town? Wow, you're getting creepy. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely creepy. She that lives kind of creepy. He yeah, didn't she... want to talk in the in the establishment, so maybe there's a reason. Um I, I was thinking you were suggesting you I, and I think that's... she had some sort of vibe that I... you were gonna try to no, I, I think no, you're on the right you track. You want here. to talk around the the uh, uh, the uh, whatever his name is. Pete yeah. Poet. So you're just gonna follow her home. Yeah, no, that, you're definitely on the right track there. That's the way to go. Fantastic. I think you, should, you should definitely so you're gonna, you're gonna find her home. To leave I, I'm gonna wait. At, uh, yes. Yeah. So you're basically <sighs> hanging out outside Body Bills. Yep. Yeah, that, that's definitely the way to go. 
Is this I, I approve of this. this. Fantastic. I, I fully okay. approve of this. Yeah, and I got a little campfire. You know, I'm, I'm eating some beans. Uh, it's me and my horse. We sh we're sharing. Where in the middle of the outside street? Outside of town or outside of body built? <laughs> like I found a spot on the side of the road where where what? Marissa Torme is going to be making her way home, and no, I and I what? got a little. <laughs> oh. I think this is where player knowledge and character knowledge are vastly different because Dick oh, thinks you, you could build a, West, a fire West in the middle of the town before? street. I've had this gimmick off. But off Phil would street. know that you don't do that. I, I think he's also confusing settings. These aren't medieval huts. It's a western mining yeah, you've seen town. a western movie before, right? It's, it's like been clomped down by horses there's horse yep. shit in the road and then to keep from stepping in the shit they've got raised platforms mm -hmm. that are like sidewalks and then mm -hmm. they've got wooden buildings totally i, I just okay. love this visual and you're going to just so start amazing. a fire outside of a wooden building I, <laughs> just just off like a good 10 15 feet away so in, the, in the middle of the road so out of i mean just like main street Building, 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 like townhomes. Yeah, yeah. And, and then there's, then there's in the middle of the street for the horse trough. So the next time he takes a bath in it, it's going to be nice and toasty. Uh... Yeah, this is great. And Marissa's gonna. This is perfect. So, are you going to leave? Um, like, are you going to have a place setting for her across from the fire? I am. I'm gonna have a little stool. Uh -huh. And this is not a big fire. It's not. A, it's a small fire. A uh, tiny but... fire. Maybe and, you can go to Lloyd and get some fava beans. No, no, small personal fire, just a, just big enough to put a can on top. You know, something that I can. Oh, a hobo fire, like a little hobo fire to cook on. That's it. I don't want to. I don't need a big thing. Like a little natural water boiler. There you go. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. All right. So so good. Phil is in the middle of the town square. <laughs> With his Again, fire. off the road, uh, you know, you know. But, well, that puts you in a building. It's, it's the square at the. All right, the I'm buildings. in the middle of the town square. Okay. I've got cuckoo birds around my head. I'm not exactly acting right, yeah. and I've got a. You don't fire. have you don't have your boots. And I have my boots, and I'm eating beans by Wait, the fire. You're barefoot. I'm yes, apparently I'm barefoot. I've wrapped so, cloth. I've wrapped cloth around my feet and I tied them into little bows. So I look <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> wait, wait! I need to ask Rick a question. Can I ask Rick a question? Yeah. And I talked to Rick. Is Rick in there? Has Has Phil been so defiled that we just need to kill him? Like, is that what you're saying? That's no, what I'm no, hearing. Like, no, he's he's just he needs a moment. Somebody just took his boots. He just had to change out of his clothes, and really, all he wants to do is sell his hooch and get back to the mountains. And he's getting wrapped up in all of this cockamamie uh, uh, schemes of Pete the poet, uh, who who tried to, uh, well, uh, yeah, maybe the full well, yeah, weight we of that is that. finally it's sinking in. in. There's layers to this. Okay, so make a luck roll because I don't even know what else to, to make you roll right now. Because uh, I just can't imagine making you roll, make a stealth roll because I, even if you made that roll, I don't know what it would do. I mean, 
It's 57. My luck's uh, 73, so I make it. Oh, okay. Great. Because you're a lucky son of a bitch to be able to sit in Main Street with your little fire going. <laughs> with no boots. All right. So you, you sit there, you're eating your beans, and occasionally a, a horse comes by and drinks out of the trough behind your head. And nobody pays you much heed because it's Phil the Mountain Guy who comes in to sell his hooch and he's just a little bit of an odd duck or maybe like a really odd antelope but anyway as you're sitting there your your file fire burns down to its coals and you lean back against the trough and you pull your hat somewhat low and you pretend like you're asleep and mm. along about 1.30 in the morning, as things get really, really quiet, uh, you see Marissa stumbling out of body bills and down the road. Okay. Is she heading towards me or away from me? Odd she heads away and even she's towards. I she's thought heading you knew towards you. I thought you knew where our house was, wouldn't you? Yeah, and I hope that I would be on yeah. the way, okay. you know, on the on the road. Yeah. Oh, okay. I am so excited for this interaction. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know how this is going to go. All right, let me just ask. I better? think it's safe to say it's going to go poorly. Has anything with Philip gone well? Yeah. Well, that's, okay. That's fun. It's like its own mini episode. What happens to Phil this week? <laughs> All right, so we've got like three minutes to. Uh... <clears throat> All right, so she's walking towards you, towards her home. Yep. So I'll. Uh, so, I'll uh, so she's she's approaching, and so I'll, uh, I'll say, uh, and I'll whistle over to her. Hey, Marissa. Sorry. Hey, Marissa. <laughs> come, come over here. Oh man. What happened? Keys to, in the fist. What happened to Phillips? <laughs> I can't even. Oh, that's a mark on your forehead. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I'm that not going to. That was just perfect. Marissa. Mm -hmm. who, who, who is that? It's me. It's Phil. It's Phil. Philip, haven't you learned your lesson? What the hell are you doing? No, I, I got the sense there was something foul in that in, in that establishment, and something weird's going on with that poet. I I I I thought we should talk because I need to know what's going on. A charm roll at disadvantage. Oh no! Don't say that. Why would you say that? Because it's uh, after midnight. Well, the one of them's a ten. Yeah. Well, what's the other one? An eighty-three. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that because I think that's far more appropriate. But she says, "Shouldn't you have learned your lesson? You stay the hell away from me, Philip Donner. You get anywhere near me, and your stain will be all over me too." And she walks away faster and faster. Uh, and I'll, uh, Marissa, no, Marissa, I, I 
it really, I, and I'm hobbling a little bit at this point because I don't have to, Marissa, I don't even have shoes on. Marissa, I, I need something to my, someone took my shoe. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I, she, she looks over her shoulder and I mean, she's striding quicker and quicker. And she, she shouts back one last time. She goes, Phil, Philip Donner, if you come after me, I'm going to make sure Body Bill comes after you. I, I don't want no trouble with Body. I thought you need help. You got this creepy guy who's living upstairs who's going through walls and he's doing weird stuff. <laughs> I, I, I just need help. What's going on, Marissa? I think you're the creepy guy. <laughs> that mm -hmm. and what ends up happening is there's the the coals of the fire behind philip and marissa fades away into the darkness as dressed in his ragged feet philip is standing in the middle of the street whisper shouting at marissa as she flees away from him mm -hmm. i mean this is basically how every date i've ever been on goes <laughs> So, 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 so uh, I guess Phil, he, he runs back to his, well, he doesn't really run. He hobbles back, missing loose stones and horse shit and, uh, gathers up his utensils. And, uh, I guess I, I, I start, I don't know, looking for a place to bed for the evening. Okay. Are you going to, are you going to try and bed down? in i'm gonna go to sleep in the middle of the street and that's, that's what i'm trying to find out where are you planning on going to sleep well i know these guys went over to florence's house and i would know where harold is i don't know if i really consider them friends given that my shoes are gone and he didn't oh, steal take, the shoes take. they oh, were we... just on the ground they were on the ground someone else stole them Oh, I thought you guys said you took my shoes. No, no we, we saw, saw your shoes. We saw your you. shoes, but not you. And then you could have uh, just put them back on. Yeah, someone stole your. Boots. Are my shoes still over there? They <laughs> yes. might be. Probably. Depends on how nice looking they were. Whether Hold on, keeper. Keeper, this is going to be an interesting plot. Are my shoes still there? And if not, are there footprints? Make a luck roll to see if your shoes are still there. At eight. Yeah, I guess your shoes are still there. You probably because they still have your shit and piss in them. So, Nobody, somebody by, by shoes, you mean just... boots because a fucking mountain man isn't wearing yes. penny loafers. loafers. I was just running around for the last six hours. Just shoeless for no reason. <laughs> All we said was we saw your shoes by the stables. We saw your shoes. Oh. Well, I grabbed my shoes. This seems like a small Philip, victory. can you make a sanity roll right yeah. now? Yeah. Fifteen. Okay. Well, right. whatever else happens, they can't take your horse away from you. You've got That's a horse. Right. Well, if I don't know anywhere else to sleep, I'm going to go sleep in the stables with the horse. Are you okay. boots in the Lamova now? I don't know. Well, are they still full of 
excrement? <laughs> your boots? No, well, you I said mean, you you know, you said you wrapped your feet in cloth. So yeah. If you take the excrement cloth off, your feet will yeah. still. Yeah, yeah, no, I meant from when I shit myself. Did it land oh. in my boot? <laughs> like did it go did it go like a water slide? From my pants that have been defiled into that, the that, boot. I guess that depends on what you ate the night before. This is true. I've been subsisting on a diet of apparently uh, uh, moonshine and, and beans. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's going to give you the runs. Right, we've got to wrap oh, tonight God. up, but I need oh, to know God. as you go to bed down in the for the night, what's something shiny that you have in your possessions that you would maybe look at? Oh, I mean, I have a ton. I have a hand. I have my medical bag, uh, mm -hmm. and I would have. Uh, I mean, a bent, rusted scalpel is probably the most iconic thing. I would probably sit there and twirl in my fingers. So as you as you sit there in the, let's see, what would what would make sense here? Hang on, give me a sec. All right, you. The stable itself has kerosene lanterns in it, but not too many because they don't want the whole damn thing to burn down, but it is the only source of light. So as you go into the stable for the night, you light one of these kerosene lanterns as you just kind of set your bedding up and you take a you you take a horse stall, which we'll deal with in the morning on whether you get found there. And as you sit there on your sleeping bag, thinking about Marissa walking away from you, like so many other women in your life, That's and you right. twirl the scalpel, you catch a glimpse in the edge of the scalpel of your face. And you think, huh. And you rub the scalpel, the side of it, and you think that must just be a rust spot. But every time you move the scalpel, there's still this dark circle around your lips. And you rub it some more and you move the scalpel around and there's very definitely this blackening circle that covers your two lips. Mm. Mm. Oh, is it because I was talking and he told me not to talk because he put the gun on my mouth or am I just going crazy? Uh, well, I, I, I guess, do I have time to just look like, do I have like a little pocket mirror, like a little, like, you know, like a, you know, a little, like a little, like people used to shave, right? Where they put it up. Yeah, that, that would make sense in your doctor bag. Sure. Right. Um, so I'll just quickly take a look at that. Are my lips turning color? Your, your lips aren't, there's a perfect circle and mm. it's, it's exactly the size of the gun barrel that was placed there earlier. Around my around my lips. Not around, like he put the barrel in your mouth. And so wherever so the barrel of, wherever oh, the okay. barrel touched yeah. your lips, Interesting. it's black now. I'll stick my tongue out. Is my tongue black? Uh, there, I'm, my name is Philip and my tongue is <laughs> not black. No, my teeth, my teeth are you know, okay for a western. Yeah. But did so you just with did you stick your tongue in the gun barrel while it was in your mouth? I mean, I, mean, I, I probed it a bit. I mean, it's there. I gotta do something. <laughs> Did you? Uh, <laughs> oh, this isn't good. I mean, for the heck of it, sure. I mean, okay. it hit, it hit, it hit my tongue. Yeah, okay, that. then, then, then there's, 
there's that perfect circle on your tongue where it touched your tongue. What are you doing? What are you? I think he was simulating oral sex. <laughs> is that, yeah, is that how he does it? That's the guy. <laughs> oh, okay. It's there in the mouth. So, so yeah. So, okay. And He's I guess simulating that. What, is, did we really have to end on this note? Uh, hold on. So I'll yes. take the scalpel. Yes, we did. And I will. Uh, I'm gonna just try and like graze against that area. Does it come off? Like first, I'll You're try. You're cutting my... your flesh. Hold on. <laughs> this is I'm awesome. Bad. It. I just want to qualify. It's <laughs> two in the morning by a kerosene lantern and your self. Give me hold that on. medicine roll. I want no, that medicine roll. I, I was going to say, first I try my shirt or cloth and see if it comes off. I'll use some spit. I'll get some moonshine to better solve it. Does any of that have it come off? No. Okay. So then I will take the scalpel. I'll have the kerosene lamp there. I'll just heat the, the scalpel a little bit just to, just to, not to get it hot. Why is everyone looking at me? No, just to like sterilize it a bit. Uh, can I whatever. burn it off? And I'll, I'll put it to the <laughs> Let me okay. cauterize my lips here real quick. He's totally making no, just, up for just all the be... extreme successes y'all rolled earlier tonight. Yeah. I really, yeah. it's just like a gift every amazing. night when have, Philip have comes you, up. Have you started another fire in the stable? Where you currently are? Uh, it's a little kerosene lamp. lamp. Oh, okay. Why don't you try wiping it off with the banshee bitch? That could work. Well, he did, he I, did try I, that. I to say, no, so this I, I tried. And then light it on fire. Yeah, so I'll, yeah. I'll you know, just the scalpel and some banshee bitch. I'll put, you know, I'll make sure I get that all nice and clean on the scalpel. And then I'll just gently scrape, you know, scrape the area to see, does that come off? <laughs> Give me a medicine roll. Oh, this is a very gentle um, scraping. So, Michael, I just want to, before this happens, I, I do want to just point out the road that you are going down leads to his character changing the way he speaks in a way that you might absolutely hate. Oh, please, I, please, please, please. I really please, appreciate please, please, you please. pointing that out. Art, uh, I'm so mad at you. I got a, 60, <laughs> I got a 65, but my medicine's 70. Okay. So you scrape at it and enough to draw blood or no? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, initially I won't. And then if it's not coming off, I'll just not try a little bit. So I'll try a little bit, just a little bit of blood. Okay. Yeah. You, you scrape and the vampire facial you're giving yourself still has this perfect, it's almost like you've been tattooed. Interesting. Huh. You should go talk to Marissa now. I'm sure she'll. Uh... Yeah. So, uh, I all right. Then, then the last bit I'll do is, I'll, I'll I'm gonna try and just, can I can I just go a little bit further and cut just a little bit out? What? The... <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Right, uh, where's, where's Michael? I have to ask. Do I necrotizing bacteria? He's gonna end do up I... talking like that again. Do I need to go? Is this going to get no longer Scott friendly? <laughs> I, I feel like that guy who walks down the street and sees a wallet open with like $400 sticking out. And I'm like looking over my shoulder. Like, is this for real? Like, is this a gift? It's like, am I being videotaped? <laughs> 
Um, all right, you go a little bit deeper. I guess make another medicine roll. Uh, 67. Wow. Again, wow. I had 65, this is 67. Oh, okay. So I don't think this will be too bad, Scott. So you cut off a small- and You're not gonna spend luck for those two points? No, he made. No, no, it. he's he's under. He made it. Oh, I said my, my medicine to seventy. I'm like a former doctor. So you cut off a little chunk of your lip, yeah, and and now you're you're bleeding pretty good, kind of like Oliver was this morning, actually, after oh. the poor so that, groundhog that, attack. That trick. No, it's not enough to impair your speech. You're just um, bleeding. Are you sure? It kind of hurts. Like it's got to be no. swollen, right? <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Right, so I'll take the scalpel. I put it in the kerosene lamp, the fire, you know, the lantern, just to get it nice and hot. Now, cauterize the area of my lip. Okay. Wonderful. And, and then I look. I, w- I mean, I mean, I look right. And does that area that I carved out is that does that break this circle? Is it gone? Was that just you know skin skin deep or the chunk that- of lip that i have in my hand is that dark or you know so the the chunk you have in your hand is indeed dark cool just like if you had cut off a piece of tattooed flesh um and when you look in the mirror the circle just goes down with the cut like it's Mm -hmm. nothing doesn't break the edges it's still a perfect circle oh do you say anything about that out loud (laughs) when you see it What's that? Do you, Rick? Do you say anything out loud to yourself when you see that that you know this this circle continues? Oh, I. Well, that's weird. That's, <laughs> I was really hoping there would be a, a different because you, you just cauterized your lip that had to hurt. Well, I hold on. I oh, guys, this is the. Rick got pet. No, no, yeah. don't. The end of bloodstone. You'll be like Trump imitating that reporter. No, I just I I, I got I cut my <laughs> I cut my lip and, and I just now it's cauterized. It's so weird. What's going on with this circle? And I look over at the horse. Yeah, what do you know? And I and I just uh, I go well. Is it visible? Can people see my like where that is on my lips, or is it like inside? No, it's perfectly visible. It's perfectly visible. Well, I guess I better ship my trap for the night. Roll I a. Did, I say to myself. <laughs> roll a d6. Oh. Three. Okay, you can subtract that from your appearance. Oh, cool. Oh, Is that cool. app? That's the app, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just grow one of those David Crosby mustaches where it covers your mouth. There you go. And uh, what about a roll for necrosis? <laughs> no. Or at least no, it's, infection. It's fine. It's Fetness. fine. And I'll, and I'll take some banshees, bitch, and I'll take a swig and I'll gargle it. And oh. it probably stings terribly. God, um, yeah, but, that hurt. Yeah, that would sting a little. Mm-hmm. Well, this is where, this is where the banshee bitch screaming comes from, especially. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we <laughs> As I say in the bar, and I'm trying to hide and creep in. <laughs> oh, All right, wow. uh, but should... I will I will take a little vial, specimen vial, or 
tube something that I have, and I'll and I'll take the little the little lip chunk, and I want to put it in there, and I want to put just a little banshee's bitch in to keep it like sort of preserved, and I want to keep an eye on this and see like does it grow, does it change, like what happens to that little skin chunk. All right, so so make a note of it and we can we can check on it in a couple of days when we check on harold's plant mm. yeah mm -hmm. i noted i can't wait for the rest of the characters to see you tomorrow oh man oh, so i'm good. wondering if uh our friend uh pete the poet is an incarnation of the lamova and it's all a living organism it's one there's... Yeah, that would be really weird. Because because he had the gun barrel put on his lips, and it seems like a stain of Lamova. Mm -hmm. well, also, it seems like that those fumes that came off him that you first saw, yep. are consistent with uh, Lamova plasma or Lamova. Yeah, so he's the, what they're doing in the mine is all connected to him somehow. He's probably been drinking the damn stuff, or he is the stuff. I think he's probably just drinking it. I don't think. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyway, uh -huh. just a thought. All found him a bed yeah. asleep in the hay. A thought that we all had. That a thought that today. you and I had while we were sleeping in sleeping bags on the first right. floor. Like, are you asleep? No, are you asleep? I just no. had this idea. What if I had this back and beat? Reading these books. <laughs> <laughs> they they put thoughts in your head. Yep. Oh All right, I think that's a, probably a good place to stop for the night. Yeah, that is definitely okay. a good place to stop. Uh, so what I've learned tonight is that when someone mispronounces something, I can't look at Emily. Uh, <laughs> well, I just won't smile. Oh, my Ever. God. Ever. <laughs> Ever again. Harold, right. you and Florence will miss yeah. your role one day. That is amazing. <laughs> All right. It happened. We're wrapping it up. Thanks for joining us tonight under the library. This is getting better and better every week. Uh, please find us on uh, on Twitter. We're under the LIB. If you are an audio listener and for some reason you want to see our ugly mugs, we're on YouTube. You can just search under the library on YouTube. Or if you happen to be a YouTube listener and you're sick of seeing our ugly mugs, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. For me, for Michael... For Scott, Emily, Chris, Rick, and Wayne, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. <laughs>